spoke to the media today, and we learned some stuff. And then there was stuff we didn't really learn much about because Chris Ballard, a former teller of truths, is now kind of an obfuscator. He's a little bit evasive, doesn't want to tell truths, where he had spoken before about, you know, claims that might have been put in on other guys, but, you know, didn't, it, it, it didn't rise to the top of the list of those, you know, you didn't win the claim. Anyway, Chris used to talk about that stuff. He didn't today, and he said, I never tell you guys that stuff. Well, that's not necessarily true anyway. What we learned, let's talk about that. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, August 31st, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. You want to get into sports wagering? If you deposit a grand, they match free play up to a grand. All right, and they'll kick in 25 uh, casino chips besides if you uh, deposit a 1000 There you go. BUSR.ag, go there. Hit the subscribe button. Smash the like button. We want 410 likes. Whether or not you like the content, doesn't matter. Hit the like button, right? I I'm just the teller of the truth. Don't blame the teller of the truth for the truth itself. That's an old adage. We like old adages. All right, let's talk about what we learned. Uh, the Colts, they did make a claim, and they got a guy named Luke Tenuta, who is huge, 6'9", 315 pounds, out of Virginia Tech. He was a sixth-round draft pick of the Buffalo Bills. The Colts, they like him, so they're bringing him in. They waved Tony Brown. Brown, gone. The, uh, the cornerback, who I thought was going to be gone. A couple of times in practice, I said, ooh, who's 38? Brown, hmm, not so good. And then in the preseason game, I think it was against the Lions, he had his back turned to the play as the guy made a touchdown pass kind of over his head. Can't have that. And, and so he's gone. Uh, there may be other adjustments to the roster. Chris Ballard acknowledged that he and his staff are constantly scouring the waiver wire, constantly looking at available free agents to see if they might upgrade the depth on the roster. He talked about how he's obsessed and his staff is obsessed with depth on this roster. And he talked about the depth of the defensive tackles, which appears to be very little, right? Because you've got Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner, and then not a lot. He talked about that and said, you know what? He feels pretty good about it because his defensive ends, a couple of them, have the ability to slide inside. Daya Odangbo being one of them, Taekwon Lewis another, that they can slide inside, have them play you know, the the zero or the three or the one or the whatever. Move those guys inside, and they are competent defensive tackles who can get after the quarterback. Uh, he cannot say, Chris Ballard said, that he doesn't know whether Shaquille Leonard is going to be back for the opener or week six. Had no idea. It is not up to Shaquille Leonard because if it's up to Shaquille Leonard, he'll play in week one, and he has got to make sure his body is ready for week one. This, uh, according to Chris Ballard's reckoning, would be the first time that he's not dealing with any kind of semi-profound health issue uh, with that ankle or that back or whatever since 2019. So that might explain declining numbers in total tackles, that kind of thing. Last year, he still forced 12 turnovers. So despite the fact he was kind of playing on one wheel, you know what? That unicyclist was pretty damn good making a first-team all-pro team and going to the Pro Bowl. Still a possibility that T.Y. Hilton returns. 
says he thinks that T.Y. Hilton can still play. Why is he not on the roster? I'm guessing that T.Y. doesn't want to play for the minimum, and Chris Ballard wants him to play for less than T.Y. Hilton believes he's worth. Trevor Benbow, we found out. Today he was at practice in a boot. That means, and Chris Ballard said, he's going on IR. And that means there will be a corresponding roster move. We'll see what that is. I got a feeling I know what it is, but I don't want to say anything before I'm absolutely sure. I only tell you the truth. I don't just guess. Uh, Sterling Weatherford was claimed by the Chicago Bears. He was waived yesterday. Bears claimed him. He is now a Chicago Bear. So the choice, assuming that this was a choice, right, between Sam Ellinger in the 53 spot or Sterling Weatherford, they lost Weatherford instead of losing Ellinger. Ellinger uh, was discussed at relative length by Ballard, and he said he earned his way onto the, onto the roster. He did what he was told. He took guidance exceptionally well, applied that guidance, and as a result, he's got a spot on the roster. Didn't say he's going to play or what role he might play in helping the Colts win games this year, but he did say that uh, he earned his spot on the roster. And when he was told he's got to do X, he did X. Colts like that. Also said that Shaq Leonard is at the facilities every day at, I think he said, 545. So good. Uh, he's very comfortable with the top. He mentioned the top four by name, wide receivers. Pittman, Pierce, Campbell, and Doolin. Very comfortable with those. Then he mentioned Patman and uh, Strawn, but kind of with a different tone. Not necessarily sold on those guys. It would seem, I'm inferring facts, not in evidence. But from Chris Ballard's comportment, I believe that to be the case. The front four guys, though, Chris Ballard really likes. He was asked about the importance of winning the first game. It's been since 2013 that the Colts won an opener. It's been a long time. Chris Ballard wasn't even here until 2017. And Chris Ballard said, you know, it's a 17-game season. And we've started one and four, and we've started one and five, and we put ourselves, Dennis Kelly was the guy. Okay, if they announced that Dennis Kelly is being signed, Dennis Kelly was asked about, and and Chris Ballard kind of smiled and said, hey, uh, 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 you kind of knew it was going to be Dennis Kelly, uh, who's going to fill that roster spot that Denbo relinquishes because of the IR. Thank you for sharing that. Good to see. Um you got to have urgency. I know it's a Michael Scott move from the office to push all your chips into the middle of the table for the first hand of Texas Hold'em. But you know what? Being prudent and slow playing has not helped this team at all at any point over the last, what's it been, eight seasons where they've lost the opener. you got to have some urgency. you got to have some... We are, we're planting our flag in the ground in week one. And if we don't win in week one, by God, don't you bother getting on the plane. I know that's ridiculous, but that's what I'm talking about. You've got to have a burn the boats mentality. Rick Venturi always talks about burning the boats. You land the boat on the shore. The Vikings did this. They said fire to the boat, which meant we're here. So let's make this work. There's not any going back. 
We're not getting back on a boat and sailing it to where we came from. We're making it work here. That's what the Colts need to do in Houston. You know, it's like Patton in the movie Patton with George C. Scott. And if we're not victorious, let no man come back alive. And then his aide says, you know, they don't know, General, they don't know when you're acting and when you're not. It's not important that they know. It's important that I know. All right. Burn the boats in Houston. Win that game. If you can't beat the worst team in the NFL, a team that you beat 31 to 3 and 31 to nothing in two games last year, combined 62 to 3. What in the hell are you doing? Burn the boats and tell them so and tell us so. Let's go. Let's get serious about an opener so we can win one now. Start strong. Go 2-0. and All's possible. Look, if you don't win the opener, then you got to win the, the game at the end of the season, which is what the Colts were unable to do last year. If you win the opener last year... Ah, you don't even need to win the final game of the season. It's not one of 17. It's the one. Let's go. Chris Ballard, goodness. Uh, he's not against bringing back Philip Lindsay. He, he said that Deion Jackson's trump card was that he, he is good at special teams. But he likes Philip Lindsay's work. Said that he wouldn't be against bringing Lindsay back. Rodrigo Blankenship, it was asked, are you bringing in another kicker? He said no. Blankenship is our kicker. I like this kind of definitive statement, but I'm telling you, he misses a couple of kicks in week one. All bets are off, baby. Uh, he also said that Bernard Ryman was really, really good uh, against the Buccaneers, minus the play where he allowed a, a sack. If we were cynics... And there are cynics among the media throng who are in attendance at the Colts Complex, the Indiana Farm Bureau Football Center. The cynics would say, you know what? And and here's another question. You know, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how is the play? You allow a sack, that's not a good day. But that he was good in all the other plays and showed progression and growth. That's what they want out of Ryman. And, and if they continue to get that, he's going to be playing meaningful snaps with that offensive line, protecting Matt Ryan sooner rather than later. That's what they hope for. They don't hope that Matt Pryor is going to be the starting left tackle at the end of the season. They like the potential of Bernard Ryman, and they like it a lot. So there you go. That's what we learned from Chris Ballard. Not disappointing. You know what? He used to sit and talk to us for like an hour. That was a little bit too long. I need to know an hour's worth of stuff. But I, I like it when Chris Ballard is fearless. And honesty connotes fearlessness. If you're honest, what you're saying is, you know what? The truth can't hurt me. So I'm going to tell you the truth. And it's up to you with what you do with it. That's what being honest is all about. Honesty shows confidence. Obfuscation and evasiveness shows less than that. I like the ballsy, 
tell I'm gonna tell it to your teeth version of Chris Ballard then I like the guy who's who's kind who doesn't really want to tell us stuff it seems as though five years in 44 or 42 and 42 including the postseason the Chris Ballard is no longer that guy no longer that kind of swashbuckling GM who's going to do what is necessary to get this thing right. And and one of the necessary things is to just sit and tell the truth. I like Chris Ballard a lot, and I think he does a lot of really good things. I think he's built a wonderful front office. I think he's really, really good at making sure that the draft picks used by the Colts don't come back to bite him in the ass like has happened in Buffalo and like happened in Vegas. That doesn't happen here, and that's really good. But what I think happens with the Colts is that they kind of run this thing as though they've won championships, but they haven't won anything. They've won one playoff game in five years. Four years under Reich, one playoff win, and that was with Andrew Luck as a quarterback. And it's about time that instead of acting like they've won something, the Colts actually go about the business of winning something. And you do that through talent acquisition. You do that through culture, a culture build. And you do that through kind of, you know what, to hell with it. This is who we are. It's what we are. Now let's go out and get this damn thing done and stop walking on eggshells because you might offend somebody. I find the aversion of being offensive, offensive itself. So let's get out ahead of this thing, go into Houston, beat the living hell out of the Texans, go into Jacksonville, beat the living hell out of them, apologize for nothing. You, you, people get worn down at the, you know what, if you're at the pinnacle of leadership, if you're at that peak, you're just looking down at people, man, that can get lonely. And Chris Ballard seems like the kind of guy, number one, who doesn't like being lonely, but number two, a guy who can stand it. And a guy who can bring the leadership necessary to build a substantially successful franchise. I just didn't feel it today. And I wanted to feel it. And that's why I go to these things. I go to these things because there's a, there's a visceral vibe that you pick up on when you're at a thing. You know what I mean? Andrew Locke took us to the AFC title game in 2014. 2018, won one playoff game, the other lost. 2018 is one that's important to this conversation. I, I like the gutsier version of Chris Ballard than the one we saw today, if you don't mind me saying so. And maybe they do. We're going to post the entire thing. You can judge for yourself. It's being run through the YouTube grinder right now. It'll be up uh, within an hour after we're done with this. And we'll talk about it again tomorrow morning. Maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe i got to chew on this a little bit more and come back tomorrow morning and try to uh, figure out what all this means. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.